I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we are here from Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine. That would be Stephanie. <laughs> I'm from Stephanie's Okay, dish. listen, there's already like a hundred things of confusion out there this I week. I know, for some reason. Chad Hartman got us confused. Did, are you friends with him? From yeah. Ha- See, yeah, okay. And I think he just assumed it was me, maybe. Yeah, he just saw Stephanie click through. And I do, like, I I twit, tweet, twit him, I twit him. You twit him. You I tweet twitted. him on occasion, and he's had some really good coverage on the Ukraine stuff. He's got guests that aren't local that are more national in scope on some of the political stuff great so he was friends with my ex-husband though so that's always really funny to me that's interesting because i know he's also friends with dermot and you're friends with dermot are you if the the guy that had the irish bar yeah but what does that got to i don't know i just (laughs) restaurant people (laughs) it was like a weird brain association don't try and figure it out i was like do you think Dermot's my ex-husband? No. Like, I was just having a moment of like, wait a minute, no. what? Do you want to hear what I did this morning? And yes. I already got chastised. Okay. Okay. You know, like, I'm into Wordle. Are you doing Wordle? I've done Wordle every day for the last, like... Okay. We have I to do, compete on Wordle. But I only Wordle. do it between Jake and I. We don't... I don't post it. I okay. Just do it I post Jake mine because I'm competitive, so I'm going to start telling you. Because you and I could have a wicked well, Wordle war. Do you... Well, okay. If you want to... Do you know what, What's your main... What's your... What's your percentage on your guests? You know what I mean? Like, what's the most oh. numbers that you've gotten? Like, are you are majoritively? I've gotten it in two once. Okay. So normally I'm four. Okay. Sometimes six. Yeah. Good day three. Yeah. Um, I always use the same word to start. So do you really? I do. I don't. I switch it up between like four or five different words. And and then there's times where I realize, well, so I I'm a I'm pretty much a three and a four. Like yep. I'm pretty tied for three and four. And then I, uh, but Jake, you know, who's in Tacoma, he gets, and of course, up till what is now, what is 4 a.m. our time, you know, he's, uh, so he does, he does Wordle before he goes to bed because it's live for him. So that's like, I wake up every morning with his Wordle score on my text. So then, oh, so you have to come so then with I, him. Yeah. So that's how we do. So, but there's, so sometimes I can have like a weird little hint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's something new for you that you and him are going to love. Yeah. Have you played Hurdle? We have played. Yes. Okay, because today I screwed up. I'll just admit it. Don't look at my Twitter feed if you don't want to know. I got it in one second. Like, and I, there was one last week that was Kendrick Lamar that I had no chance of getting. Yeah. There was a Rihanna one that I did finally get on the sixth bar when she spoke. But like the electronica, the dance, the newer stuff, it's harder for me. I heard this like literally one little snippet of audio and I knew right away and then I tweeted it because I always tweet my Wordle score. Yeah, yeah. And someone was like, um, did you have to ruin it for everybody? And I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about it. And it, I did because I posted like, oh, I got it. Oh. I posted a picture. Oh. Which ruined it. Yeah. And so I was like, oops, sorry. Didn't didn't think about it. And she was like, well, now I have to unfollow you. But it's been great following you. And now I have to unfollow. I'm like, 
okay, oh you don't have to heap the shame on me. It well, was an also, honest mistake. And also, it's because of one hurdle, hurdle? <laughs> because of one thing, you're done. You're in the trash. I'm totally trash. I'm canceled. Oh, listen. Oh, can we just do I'm this? I'm hurdle for, canceled. Can we do this for one minute? Because I have gotten two emails. Um, Are you canceled too? No, I, I just apparently don't know anything about food. So okay. So there's that. So apparently, because I put <laughs> up, thing. I put up some fish fry information. And I got an email from some gentleman named Kenneth, who I don't know where he's from, but um, he just basically said, it's too bad that I don't know anything about food and I don't know anything about fish fry. And I don't know. I mean, like literally repetitive. You don't know anything about food. You don't know anything about fish fry. You have to stop talking out of your beep and like all this stuff. And I was like, oh. And then if you want to know where the best fish fry is in town, let me know and I'll tell you. Yes, Kenneth. I I would love to engage with you you, because you're a a gem, (laughs) Kenneth. Let's please have a discussion that you've already basically (laughs) laid me out flat that you think I'm a jerk. So I'm going to pass. And then the other one, of course, was just, you know, <laughs> there was a um, there was a lady I was on Jason's show and I was saying that it's hard that nobody does potato pancakes in me in Minnesota. And all she heard was nobody does potato pancakes. So she proceeded to give me an entire exhaustive list of all the places in Wisconsin that have fish fry that have potato pancakes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. They we, do. Yes. But I'd really be curious. And I know there are. But if if anybody knows any places in Minnesota that has potato pancakes with their fish fry, and I'm sure there are a few. I'm sure there are. I would like to know. You were saying, I don't know of any. And, and that's the beginning that of this. it's not as common. Like right. in Wisconsin, that's what you get. Yeah. And you can order a fry, but they're going to serve you a potato pancake. Yep, it's and serious. I mean, these are all generalities, right? Well, and I think the hard part is when you say, now you particularly, again, yeah. this is this thing where we have to couch and coach because instead of saying things like, there is no good fish fry versus I haven't found a good fish fry. Those are two things. One is a challenge. One is a statement that makes, you know, like, is it right or wrong? And the other one is a personal opinion. And, you know, when you're on, like, I'll just use Fox as an example, and I'm sure you get this. You know, we have, we can do five things. Yeah. So when I say my favorite fish fries, I, I'm in a restaurant. I, I'm supposed to do restaurant settings. I could do churches, but that's probably not as germane. So I was like, here's one church thing. Here's five. Like, of course, I'm not going to get to every single person. Well, you didn't include so-and-so. Nope, I didn't. I have five choices. Right. And I will tell you guys this, that, you know, I know that... I've, and I've said this a long Gosh, time. We're complaining. I know we're complaining. We're but not going to complain the whole show. I swear I promise. to God, we have a really great show. And actually, we're talking to Jess Fleming, who is the fish fry queen. Oh, good. Next, you know, in the second. I think I booked her. You did book her. It's in the second hour. <laughs> but she may have potato pancake until that we don't have. Yeah, let's ask so her. That's going to be a great question. But I guess I would just say that, you know, we're all just doing our best. And I understand that people, when you're a public figure, we got an email that someone said where she was couching it as feedback, but it was a personal attack. It wasn't about the work that we're doing it was about it was a it was a personal attack on uh, on what was on me and it was something she just didn't like me i'm not everybody's cup of tea that's totally fine and like remember the first time that you figured that out (laughs) yeah when my coworker said looked at me once this was honestly 25 years ago or more and he looked at me and he goes well you know his name's dan Beatty, by the way he still works here yeah he goes you know you're not everybody's cup of tea i was like what what not everybody likes me like it had never occurred to me until oh. he like said that. Oh, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. No, I've known it a long time. Okay, I've known it a long time. But and that's fine. And I, I'm, I mean, that's that's the thing is like sometimes 
Sometimes you're a fan of me. Sometimes you're a fan of you. Mostly you're here for the information. That's great. What I would like to say to round this kind of out to stop it being a poor us situation <laughs> is that I welcome actual feedback on the show. And I would love if you guys, you guys send wonderful emails. Let me just level set with this. The majority of the emails we get are marvelous. And you guys, we love our dishers. And kind and helpful. And they're kind and you tell us you love how we talk and you love the show and you love all this stuff. And I have to say that that stuff is very uplifting. It's wonderful. If you have feedback on the show, if you have actual feedback on like, hey, I would love it if you guys covered... Please don't say more air fryer stuff. But of course, if oh, you please feel say that air fryer stuff, because I need to use mine more and I'm not. But I mean, literally, if it's like, I really wish we talked about, you know, uh, the Helpful differences things. between yeah. dim sum. I really wish that we had a, a survey of ethnic markets or, you know, global markets, all this kind of stuff. So we're always looking for show ideas. Yeah. So please give us feedback on that. And I would just say, if you feel like you don't like one of us because of, we're bugging you and annoying you that day, you know, maybe screaming into your pillow instead of sending an email. So. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. All right. With that, we do have a great show. We've got St. Patrick's Day. We've got fish fry. I have cooked up a bunch of stuff, so I'm going to give you some good recipes, and we'll be back. We're listening to, you're listening to, The Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to give you a quick weather report. It's cold. (laughs) It's real. Boy, is it ever. It's real cold, and we're just dipping back into that three degrees to uh before we get up to the good stuff so yeah i feel like it's the last row um all right i kind of want to talk about a couple of things i did this week sure. which were i think really relevant to dishers who are always looking for you know places to go and hang out with their peoples or experiences small you know small experiences or they're always like you know if six of us are doing this or if 10 of us are doing this so <clears throat> i'm gonna start with the borough cocktail class which i went to and it was held in the apartment the apartment by Borough, which yep. is, you know, an apartment in the building upstairs from where the restaurant is in North Loop. And it is uh, it's they've turned it into an event space. And so they have a great little kitchen area. They have this kitchen bar set up, you know, like an island almost. And then there's like big, long tables, you know, in the space where you could have dinner. Like you can have your catered event there. Like they can cook and serve you dinner. You can have a little cocktail hour. It's great. It's a great idea. And they've been kind of waiting to launch it until people felt more you know comfortable but we did, um, I did a cocktail class there with um, a couple people, and <clears throat> and it was uh, with Joy and Derusha, and it was kind of, and my son Matt came along, it was really fun, and it was really interesting because there was like, so there were six of us, and we were sitting there at this like kitchen counter, and you know, they, they, uh, they really walked us through the whole process and, and what we, they were highlighting for us was the cocktails of Burrow or of the company of Jester. Right. But it was definitely more of like, like really talking about spirits and talking with knowledgeable people about spirits, how they come together. We learned about Mezcal. We learned about like what the farm that the Mezcal, you know, we like Jeff talked about all the great things and, and really sort of spent time answering any question. So it wasn't just like, how do you make, a Sazerac, you know, how do you right. make, but we talked about all sorts of stuff. He made a couple of us do drinks, you know, people got up and made their own, you know, and sort of played around. Matt got to like pick from the wall of booze and say, and they kind of let him like, okay, well, let's start with your, do you want it to be spirit forward or would you like it to be low proof? And so Matt's like spirit forward. And then they said, do you want it to be yeah. bourbon or do you want it to be like, what kind of spirit like do you Like how want? you used to be able to, and I'm sure you can still order, but like Rob Jones, that yeah. would be. You'd sit down and he'd ask you those kinds of questions and other people do it too, but right, right. And so it was sort of like, are you want to going old fashioned or do you think you want to do and something else? So it was really fun. And it was really, I think having 
that be a quiet space and having it be sort of intimate and knowing that we were just there ourselves, it just got really comfortable. And I think that it was just, it was really fun. So this is the apartment at Bur- by Borough. <clears throat> I'm going to put a link up um, on the Facebook page, but basically you can tailor your event. Like, let's say we, you know, we get people who are like, you know, where do you know of a class about French wine? You know, and we're always like, well, you know, you can see when these right. people are doing a class. These guys are really open to, I think, programming however you want it to be. Like if you're doing a, a bachelorette party and you want to just do like a champagne thing or if you want to do martinis or if you want to do, you know, all sorts of stuff, they'll work with you to program it. And I think it's and you got snacks. So I love it. So like we did a we did a drink and then a snack came up. We did a drink and then a snack came up. Love it. It's great. It's great. 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 But the second one I want to talk about today is uh, something that I actually put in the magazine um, for under the new dining the new dining scene, and this is uh, a thing called dervish matzah, and it's basically, um, you know, it's 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 a Medi- Middle Eastern Mediterranean cuisine cooked by Mo in his house. So you're at a dinner party in his house. Cool. And so last night we sat at it. my friend Amanda called me. And she's like, we've been wanting to do Mo, and I don't know. I'm gonna mess up his name. It's 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 Mo. It's K O T B. So I, I mean, I think it's cool. And, um, but Mo is, Mo is a wonderful gentleman who's been around town. He was a bartender for it. He's worked at Tilia. He's done all sorts of stuff. He's a professional. Um, and so what he's done is he's, he's brought people into his house and you sell, you can sell, he sells tickets to like a, an event, like it's on a weekend. Yeah. Um, it's a dinner, it's a set menu. Um, but we sat around a table. I sat around a table with Amanda and her friends. But then in the other room, there was a table of three women who were having a birthday and they decided to do this as a birthday thing. And then there was a couple on a date in the other room. So, you know, it's like he's got tables set up just like a restaurant, right. but it was great. And we met everybody at the front. We walked in. He welcomed us with bubbles and we had, you know, like a little quick, you know, snack. And then we met everybody. We just kind of all talked to each other. Then we all sat down and then it was like a five course dinner that was you guys so veggie forward and beautiful and like things that I'm not cooking for myself. Yeah. I'll be totally honest with you. Not because I don't want to, but more because I don't have the skill. We started with a yellow lentil soup with turmeric, cumin, and lemon that I can't stop thinking about. Like this yellow lentil soup, every time I make lentil soup, it's just never as good as I want it to be. And this was sort of outstanding. It was crazy. Um, and then he, we had these like beautiful artichoke heart salad with preserved lemons and herbs and pistachio and a tabbouleh salad. And so I was kind of sitting there thinking like, why am I not just eating <laughs> artichokes with like, yeah, pom- with pistachios and lemons? Like, why don't I just do that? Then we had this beautiful, uh, falafel. We had these great falafels that they made with tahini and pickles. Um, fifth course Yum. was lamb kofta. Yum. I Yum. mean, oh my God, you would have died for I these would've. beautiful little lamb meatballs, which kofta are sort of, a, you know, oblong meatballs um, with sour cherries and pine nuts and cinnamon. And it was just sort of crazy good. Um, I also, they had, he had this thing called the Whirling Dervish Matzah Sampler, which is just all these little dips like baba ganoush. You know, Ooh, but like not that. Baba Ganoush. I, love I know, but he had, dippies. and then he had all these little dippies. You know, there was a mushroom sort of dip and a mushroom matzah, and and it Yum. was, and there was one that was feta, harissa, and mint. Okay, and totally I'm totally going to do this. Literally going to make that tonight when I am feta, harissa, and mint. So Yum. feta, little creamy, whipped, whipped and yep. so that uh, the harissa is just a teeny tiny little bit of spice, spice. in there, and then the yep. mint reacts against it, and it was just like. I was like so mad I had to share, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to, 
to tell you also, there's this is the craziest thing. So we had a vegetarian at our table. We had an amouche bouche, and it was this egg, you guys, it was this eggplant, and it was wrapped in greens with pomegranates on top. The eggplant, the way that he had cooked it, um, and I can't remember how he said it because I was kind of loud, but I missed it. But he it literally, it was like almost like pork belly in the consistency Yum. and the flavoring. It could have been meat. I was like, this is vegetarian? And he was like, yeah, it is. So this is, I'm telling you, if you're looking for a private dinner and stuff, this is a great place. He's got dinner dates are, um, I think he's got March 30, 20, he's got 25th and 26th, March 31st, April 1st, the 15th, the 16th, all up there. And all you have to do is you send, you know, a note to say that how many people are in your party and then every, you pay ahead. And this is one of those, like you pay, I think with tax and everything else and wines are included, it's a hundred bucks. It's like 110 bucks. Oh, that's pretty cheap. I know. So the other thing with him, by the way, so you can reserve, you can, and you can also do private dinners if you want to do like on a night, you know, you can book him for like, if you want to have it just be your friends, you could do that too. Um, but he also has, by the way, pickup stuff. So you can order, if you don't want to do like a whole dinner there, you can order from the matzo menu. You know, you can yell, you can get that soup. You can get a tree. So he has a matzah trio. You can get that soup. You can do, uh, you know, mama ganoush is what he calls it. He can do, um, you know, tapenade. You can do couscous, but you get three of them for 28 bucks and you just pick it up from his house. Yum. Isn't that a really great idea? Yes. Yes. I love that there's this sort of rippling of entertaining that's in a very different way. Smaller spaces, different spaces, you know, being in someone's home and having a food experience is pretty unique. Yeah. You get invited to dinner parties, right. but like, that's cool. Being in exposed to different foods, being exposed to different things that you don't cook at home. Right. And Love so, it. and this one woman was saying that she, she had been here because she was, um, she, he, her friend had gotten these masa, masa menus, the, the, the little tiny snacky things uh-huh. for every cocktail party she throws, which is, brilliant you go you get a bunch of this stuff it sits out at your cocktail party and then you don't have to do anything and it's it's so flavorful and beautiful and so this woman was finally like i have to go because i've been eating your snacks for a long time (laughs) she's like it needed to have dinner and i think there's also this idea of like being able to be in a room with people you don't know like you're not gonna there's you're at restaurants with people you don't know yeah but we had a moment where we you know the first half hour we all sat and chatted with each other i learned about these three incredible women who were friends from when their kids were babies, this little mom's group, you know, that they are now doing dinners for someone's birthday. And then we had this whole discussion because I said, I have to go pick up my kid from the airport tonight. We got into this whole thing about like what it's like when your kid leaves. Like you don't have those moments in restaurants. Right. You only have them, you know, in these sort of circumstances. And it's it's sort of along the same lines as I think like Petit Atelier, what Jamie Malone is trying to do with having just a big communal table and not be a restaurant, yep. right? And you feel like more people are going to be open for this. Do you feel like this is a thing that you would be signing up for more if you knew more about them? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think there's more out there that we don't know about, mm-hmm. and it would be good to start thinking about compiling a list over there, Listy McListerston. Yeah, the problem is they don't, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And the, and the hard part is that it's, I feel like they're a little bit harder to kneel down, like Shea Bill, Bill Somerville, who does this yep. every once in a while. It's kind of every once in a while, you know? But I would like to sort of 
think about these non-traditional dining things in a different way for people. And I would like to experience them and sort of evangelize because it is really like, you know, for Mo too, this is a, this is like, he doesn't do it on the weekends. He has his kids, but he can do it and it's making a business for himself. Right. You know, I just think it's wonderful. Me too. There you go. Dervish Matzah, the borough apartment. Those are some of the things that we can handle you guys as entertaining, fun things. And I'll put them all up on the show page. Please we'll do. Right. I'd we'll, like to explore that. Yeah. We'll be right back. All right. So we were talking about some new things. I couldn't go to drinks with you earlier because I had to go to cheap skate and go skating. Unbelievable. I'm going to, I think, skate my way to skinny. I've decided. Is it a workout for you? It's super workout. I don't know. I mean, I haven't skated since I was a teenager. So I went to bed that night. (laughs) I skated for two hours alone. It was amazing. Did you have like, were you just like music and skating? Where you at? Where is Cheapskate? It's in Coon Rapids. Okay, because the Cheapskate I went to is in Hopkins, is now in Aldi. Yeah. So. The weekend of my dad's funeral, I took my nieces roller skating, and we had such a blast. Yeah, you did. And I then that was the cutest picture. I was like, oh, I'm going to just go, like, by myself. Like, I need to, I'm trying to find ways to be more active that will help, um, but aren't <clears throat> workouts necessarily. You know what I mean? Well, right, right, right. Just like fun things to do. So yeah. I'm playing pickleball up the wazoo. Good. Skating was good. I did buy a pair of skates. And wow. apparently a lot of our friends skate. So that's kind of fun. I might have a little skating night. Who else? Uh, Lisa and Jen and oh, a lot okay. of, okay. yeah, a lot of Molly King. A lot of people skate. Oh, that's funny. So that was super fun. But, um, and this was, because I was gone last week at my dad's funeral, which was, I, I'll just tell you kind of a highlight, but it might be a low light. I don't know. It's weird to have a highlight at a funeral. It feels in. weird, but it's not weird. We walked in and my stepmom had put my dad's briefcase on a table. Yeah. I and my dad had this really old briefcase yeah. that like had the metal clips yep. and it was hard side and it had his initials on it. And right when I saw his briefcase, I got super choked up because that was like dad coming home from work. So it's yeah. down his briefcase. We had dinner. It was like the beginning of the dinner ritual. Yeah. And my mom was a housewife and we had like family dinner every night. Yeah. So the second table had a bottle of Jack Daniels, a pint of Edie's ice cream, diet Pepsi and some cigarettes. And I was like, well, gee, this is hard living right here. This table of four things that probably killed him. Yeah. But also were like his favorite things. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. I actually like that when you post those pictures. I thought about that. I'm like, so often we have these big like picture boards and you're sitting there scanning and stuff. But like, you know, there's like something, I don't know, there's something tangible about having those artifacts be yeah, a and part that's of what it. They I felt really like. liked it. It felt archaeological I did. almost. I, I really, I almost got to see, I got to know your dad just like a hot second more. And I thought that was great. There was also a, so I had a sister that was killed in a car accident in 1979 and her picture was there. And I will say when you're, my parents are both dead now and it's given me a lot of comfort. I'm not a super religious person, but if there is a heaven, I certainly want my sister to be there so I can reconnect with her. Yeah. And it gave me, has given me comfort to think of my parents finally getting able to be (sighs) able to be with their daughter again. Yeah. So I had a picture of her on the table and someone reached out to me and it was like, oh, I saw, you know, that your dad died. I'm sorry, but you had a picture on the table of Laura. How did you, how are you connected with Laura Hansen? And I was like, well, that's my sister. So that was kind of cool too. Someone who knew her in high school. Yeah. Cause she died when I was 12. Right. So I don't have like memories of her being like a adult, a 18 year old, you know? So that was kind of interesting. Wow. Um, 
yeah, also funeral foods and all of the eating that happens at funerals. You guys, I seriously gained five pounds in a week because all everything the I rolls. ate was white. Yep. All the I white rolls, all lasagna, the white pasta salads. Rolls, uh, macaroni and cheese, egg bakes. Like people brought sandwiches and I just ate it all and about 55,000 um, red cow beers on top of it. Yeah. One night I went to bed, I was so uncomfortable. I felt like my stomach was just going to pop. Yep. Okay. So then I came home and I was like, all right, let's get back to the. And. One of the shows, which was the show before this last week, you and I were talking about roast chicken. And it just came up like as an aside. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a top. It wasn't no, a it was like someone said something about like, I don't even know. But yeah. I left the show craving roast chicken oh. and thinking about roast chicken. So I did a segment on roast chicken on the Jason show. And then I was thinking about all the ways that you can utilize roast chicken. And like, I realized I have all these recipes on my website that you can just use roast chicken. Yeah. So I compiled that and then I made green chicken, salsa, verde enchiladas. Do you ever make enchiladas? I never make enchiladas. Okay. They were good. Really? And here was the thing. I had a bunch of Nixta tortillas that I bought during the pandemic that I have had frozen in the freezer. So I used those. Yeah. You know, when you make an enchilada... Basically, the wrap breaks down into basically nothing but corn taste. Yeah. And mush. Yeah. And it was like that. Yeah. But it, the flavor was so good. Oh, it was good. like just delicious. Oh, yum. That sounds excellent. It was really good. Okay. I'm getting ready to post a recipe this week for shrub dressings. And I'm going to do a whole segment on salad dressings because I'm becoming a sort of obsessed with spring vinaigrettes. Yes. Because it's getting to be time where we're going to be eating asparagus. Yep. Artichokes. Super Are you true. starting to like crave the I'm spring already veggies? On the, yeah. My greens have been down like my green levels and I can always tell. I can always read my body being like, well, I'm clearly I'm like thinking about salads. Yes. You know? Me too. And I have to tell you, I'm going to give you two that I super love quickly. One, I was at the Hewing Hotel. I had to write a quick blog and I was driving around and I had to get to a next appointment. So I was like, ah. I, and I stopped in at the Hewing and I got a salmon salad. Yum. I just got grilled salmon on top of the salad and it, the house salad. And it was spectacular. Perfectly done. Yum. Quiet sitting in the Hewing. Tap, 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 tap. Laptoping. I oh, might have to do that next the, week. The other one I want to shout is at Malcolm Yards at Ad Vellum. And yes. They have amazing, great green bowl. And then there's this grilled or this, you know, cooked salmon on top that it was just, God, I'm like literally thinking about it again right now. You know what else is kind of weird? And this is fast casual or walk up, but Roti Mediterranean Grill yes. has a, uh, it's a bowl that has kale and then there's this piece of salmon on top of it mm. and it has pickled tomatoes. Yeah, their pickles are great. That like has this bright pop of mm-hmm. just color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So total aside yeah. from that, but they're donating 50% of all their pros- proceeds through the month of March to Ukraine. Did they extend it? Because I thought it was only through the 15th. They're going through the end of March. Okay, good. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. I love that. Anyway, back to, okay, so making salad dressings. Have you ever, like, using shrubs for salad dressings? Well, because it's a vinegar base. Yeah. So that seems really... So I'm going to get all shrub crazy and do, like, vinaigrettes for spring. It's not too sweet for you. See, that gets a little sweet for me, I think. No, I think it'll think be all right, but it? I'm going to okay. work on it this okay. week, so I'll let right. you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what you come up with. Okay, have you ever had, this is sort of a dribs and drabs, people of all the things I cook, but just bear <laughs> with me. Have you ever had goat yogurt? I don't know. I think I must have. Yes, I have. Now that I it's just It's so good. Yeah. I'd never had it before, mm-hmm. and I was creating this recipe with Brussels sprouts, and it had using... Um, uh, yogurt 
and I was working with the humble goat. So I was trying to find like a way to get more goaty goat yogurt is quite delicious. And apparently goat things like goat cheese, goat yogurt, goat milk are easier to digest than cow things. I don't know why that would be. And maybe, you know, it's just enzymes, different sorts of, and there might different forms of lactose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people can eat like goat cheese and feta, but maybe can't eat like full on cheese dairy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways, like the dairy protein, you know, sort of like PCN. Yeah, I guess there's prepped. black. Yeah, there's. I mean, like there's a whole bunch of science stuff that yeah. I don't want to misinform anybody on. But I'll just do the misinforming. But there you is, go. I do. I do know that some <laughs> people feel like goat is better for you, but whether it is or isn't, I had never worked with goat yogurt before, and I was just surprised how tasty and delicious it was. Yeah. No, I was just looking. There was something that someone had said. Um, there was something about aging yogurt. I was trying to remember oh. where I read about it, that there was something about aging yo- your yogurt. It sounds scary. I but... know it sounds totally scary. And maybe it's not like us who do it, but somebody does it in a good way. I got to figure it out. All right. So I made this shredded Brussels sprouts with this goat yogurt, with goat cheese, with almonds, with lemon zest. And it was like a gratin. It was so good. Okay, can I just quickly yeah. say this? Because I just found it. It says, age your yogurt, open your mind. And it's about yogurt, salt, and thyme are the key ingredients to a, a jamid, uh, a wonderfully savory staple of Palestinian and Bedouin cooking. Yum. So I might put that up just to see if that's Please. an interesting thing. I okay, could actually ahead. try that. Okay, so now we've got the shredded Brussels sprouts with the goat cheese mm-hmm. and the goat yogurt. Then I started getting obsessed with Brussels sprouts, and I had to cook for Elizabeth Reese, which was my pleasure because yeah. she's has filled in on the show for me so many times and she's broken her ankle. So I was like, oh, I have all these. I was going to cook a bunch of stuff for her. I was like, I have all these Brussels sprouts. I made a Brussels sprout hash with ham and garlic and onions and the Brussels sprouts because I know she likes to eat like eggs. Yeah. So I was thinking about you. I'm like, you could totally put a fried egg on this Brussels sprout hash. So I made that. Yeah. No, I did that. In fact, I post a recipe. I do that with, uh, with, Bacon and hot sauce on my Brussels sprouts. Yeah, kind and then, of the same. Yeah, and yeah. then I put the egg on top. Oh, I love that. Okay. Oh, that's, a, that's a great way to get greens that feels like a meal. You know what I mean? Like yes. a bunch of Brussels sprouts is like a meal. And they're so good for you so good and for filling you. and full of fiber. Then I made, uh, and this recipe was fantastic. I made a beef short rib that had, it was on a sweet potato mash with a pomegranate molasses glaze. Yeah, we've had, you've... Oh, okay. Did you just make it this no, week? No, I, I made like we, it twice. Okay, because so I, I, made like, it I think again. we talked about it last time, but still great, right? Then my last just random things I made this week, and this was an old recipe, but it was National Ranch Day. And the tarragon buttermilk ranch that I made, I made some for my neighbor who has had some health struggles. And I was like, this ranch dressing is just the best. <laughs> Do you have? Yeah. I just want to puddle in it. Like, I want to dip everything in it. I want to drown. So I just ate the rest of the shredded Brussels sprouts raw yeah. with this tarragon ranch. And then I had a stomach ache because I ate too much. I found some herbs at the grocery store. I should have remembered to take a picture, but it, they were dried herbs, you know, and they were, um, they were like, it was like a, it was like supposed to be stuff to go into ranch basically. Yeah. But I mean, it was just basically dill and shallots. Chives. And, a lot of times yeah, they and use chives, or tarragon. But it was a mix. Yeah. And I was just, I, I found, and I was like, this is amazing because I don't ever, I mean, ranch is basically sour cream, mayonnaise, and then herbs in my yeah. mind. In and my mind. Don't, I, I mean, I've had ranch Lemon. dressing. I wouldn't buy it in a store. I don't think I would either at this point. You know, I would buy Salad Girls Dude Ranch just for the record. That ranch is pretty good. I think I bought that to give to Elizabeth Reese when I brought her food. <laughs> yeah, because it's organic and she doesn't, it's dairy free. Right. She doesn't yeah. have all the gross stuff in it. 
Oh, so what did you bring when you made food for Elizabeth? Uh, I brought her bolo. Oh, I yum. brought her Sunday bolo, and okay. um, I brought her so like like salad, organic Spanish salad mixed with yum with salad girl dressing because I felt like that was you know the right yeah thing on the side of it. All right, well, get better, Elizabeth. Those are all the things I cooked. I'll put our recipes up on the Facebook page, and it'll just be a bunch of links. Sorry, but that's what it'll be. That's what we got. Love you. We'll be back. Ask Stephanie six five one six four one one zero seven one when we come back. All right, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. It is where we answer your questions, talk with you about all fun things. 651-641-1071. We do have Tanya on the line. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for calling in today. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Great. What can we help you with today? Well, I threw some black beans on a salad I made last week, and I have leftover black beans, and I thought, I'm going to try black bean burger. And, you know, you can Google all over the internet and find different recipes, but I don't know what a good black bean burger recipe is. So can you help me out? Sure, sure. Um, is there any restriction to grains or? No grains. I just personally don't like mushrooms. Okay, so what I would probably do if it was me is you want to get a little bit of something for your black beans to bind. Yeah. So you're going to mash them up a little bit, you know, not like puree, yeah. but just like with a fork, mash them up a little bit. You could add in some brown rice. You could add in some oatmeal. Red crumbs. Yeah. So some kind of a binder and then yeah. one egg mm-hmm. and then like your fresh herbs or your sliced red peppers, whatever, your onions, whatever little vegetables, but dice them up small so yeah. that and then just patty it up and fry it. Yeah. The Would bind- you recommend sauteing the veggies up first? Like if I had celery and a little onion? It depends. It's personal. It yeah, really and is. If like you if you like them, a little bit more crunch. If you cut them like super small, then you probably yeah. don't need to do that. But if you're wanting them bigger, then I would do that. But you don't need okay. to. I throw and also I'd I'd recommend throwing like a little bit of parm in there too. Sometimes is a good way to kind of you know instead if you don't have breadcrumbs, you want to say gluten free. A little bit of parm is a good binder too. Yeah. And then cooking them, do you recommend the grill? I have a. No, no, do not do the grill. Yeah, the grill there. I mean, there's the the likelihood that they could fall apart is higher on a grill versus a skillet or a flat top. And you're putting a lot less gunk in them than if you bought it at a rest at a in a grocery store already pre-done. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to cast iron skillet it. Um, and refrigerate a little bit first so it kind of binds together. Sure, sure, but you don't need to. Okay. So you'll, you'll, it's a texture thing, right? And like when it holds together and when it becomes like pattied enough that you can put it in that skillet. It all depends on kind of how much binder you're using. Yeah. And throw a little soy sauce or Worcestershire if you want it, if it gets to be dry, you know, and you fear like it looks like it's too crumbly, you know, in your binder, maybe you've overdone. Throw a little like, use soy sauce or Worcestershire as a good flavor agent that helps keep it together. Yeah. I think I specifically bought tamari because I read that in a Oh, love tamari. Sure. Yeah. Do it up. Send awesome. us a picture. All right. Yeah. All right. Let us Good know luck. how it goes. Thanks, ladies. Okay. Make sure your cast hair and skillet's hot, too. Hot. I forgot to tell you that. Good hot skillet. And it's okay that it has, like, the griddle mark type Sure. Things yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Just make sure it's hot. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, girl. Bye. All right. So she's going to griddle up her black bean burger, 651-641-1071. couple questions came in via email. I'm in need of a recommendation, and you gals always deliver. My youngest son is turning 21, and we're planning to take him out to lunch. He lives in Dinkytown. Uh, we would love recommendations for a fun lunch. Um, he or one person is plant-based, 
and one person is vegan. And you have a recommendation. Okay, she's looking for... Okay, 21st birthday fun lunch near Dinky Townish. Well, I gotta tell you that last Saturday after the show, Molly and I went to Pagoda, and that is a fun lunch. That is just fun. Dim sum is fun. Was it in Roseville, or did it's you go to... Roseville. Okay. Because they moved, so, and that's the thing is, he, if he is in Dinky Town, maybe he remembers it when it was Roseville's there. Roseville's close. Roseville's super close. Yeah. It's just up the... up. It's up Snelling. Anyway... They had uh they had a great I mean just sitting there and having little carts of great things and Yum. there's plenty of vegetarian things. There's plenty of, you know, we had rice with, you know, and banana leaves and we had pork buns, but we also had tofu buns and all sorts of fun stuff. So, I think that's a lot of fun. All right. Here 6516411071. My twin sister, this is another question that came in via email. My twin sister and I are hosting a graduation party for our senior boy and girl born six weeks apart. We want to host a fun, delicious graduation party to celebrate our firstborns. Can you make reservation recommendations on food trucks or food options for grad parties? I mean, if you listen to the show, (laughs) Stephanie's done the baked potato bar. She's done a cereal bar. Yeah. She's talked about a big mashed potato bar, a polenta bar running down the center of the table, taco bar, hot dog bar. Uh, pulled pork, did you say that? Pulled yeah. pork two ways. The pulled pork in the center, you have barbecue on one side, you have, you know, tacos on the other side. So that one meat, two ways. Like, I did a brunch for Ellie. So, yeah. you know, we did lots of brunchy foods. Are there food trucks that you like? And, a ton. Okay. And people don't, I think, know this. You have an awesome food truck list. I would I say know it's a little dated, maybe. We haven't updated. We are sure. on a, we're on a process of trying to update it this, for spring because we know that, you know, May is really the beginning of a lot of food trucks. And, and but so, people can still use it as a base and yeah. call those people or you, reach out to them. Yeah, it's the can. most comprehensive list there is. And there's a lot of people who aren't. And I actually, there's a Roaming Hunger is another list that does that kind of thing. Food um, Truck Association has one. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, there's a couple places that do these kind of, you know, that like... Um, food trucks that that um what's the one the carbon kitchen you know which used to be in gray's hall and is now in northeast minneapolis but they are the gastro truck guys and so they could do they have a that's a great one i think because they have a lot of like smoked pit beef they have sandwiches you know those kind of things are great i think it'd be super fun too to do like a kamayan feast type of situation oh my God, that would with be great. twins and tons of people how many people and, is she thinking though right? uh, well, didn't say yeah yeah, I would do if you want to. Yeah, check out Union Monk Kitchen. They have these huge feasts that they do, and you can. And that's a really easy one because it's it's all laid out, and people just and you can just refill it. You know yep. what I mean? Like you get backup food and then you refill it. That's a really great idea. All right, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer, there was the chow mein question. Yeah. Did you see that so, one? hi Stephanie. My mom and I are avid listeners. She was wondering if you know of good chow mein recipe, the standard old school kind, and she doesn't like sprouts or water chestnuts either. Neither do I. So your mom and I are kindred I love spirits. Sprouts. Oh, I could give or take water like chestnuts. Dirt. Also, what's a favorite basic vinaigrette recipe you use with variations, additions to change up? See, this is why I'm thinking vinaigrette, because I read this question. Because you read this. So I'm not going to answer that today, because I'm going to work on this for a segment. So keep stay tuned. But old school chow mein recipe, do you have a thought? I, I answered this email when it came in, and oh. I, I Googled it. And I Googled, All recipes. I Googled the nankin. Oh, I Googled Nankin Chow Mein. Did they have it? Yes. Okay. And I sent it off. So you can just find Nankin Chow Mein is around. And that's the most classic that I can think of. An iconic. Iconic and classic in that way. Yeah. The Nankin was super great. 
All right. So six five one six four one. You can always call us. You can text us. You can tweet us. You can find us a million different ways, and we'll answer all your questions. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Weekly Dish, presented by Hornitos, Knob Creek, and Maker's Mark.